Welcome back. On this episode of Humanity in the Time of Coronavirus, I was joined by a friend I've known since grade school, Monique. I really enjoyed speaking to her. We discussed the challenges of shifting in a hands-on business, working parent guilt, screen time, maintaining your inner selves, and what to look for in your loved ones and those around you, among other things. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. It was nice catching up with an old friend, even in these really unfortunate circumstances. Uh, uh, hi, uh, this is Mike Slag again. I've decided to shorten it from my full name of Schlagenhofer because it's tedious. Uh, once again, another episode of Humanity in Time of Coronavirus. Uh, today I'm joined with an old friend of mine, Monique. Um, Monique, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Monique. I prefer not to give my last name, if that's okay. <laughs> that's also why I did not do that, just in case. I okay. meant to ask you about that before. Um, okay, so um, Monique, can you just, uh, I guess uh, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, first, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, I want to talk a little bit about lo- your life uh, before Corona. What was your, start with your personal life. What what kind of life do you lead generally? Um, so you and I, we go way back, you know, me from grade school. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny because you probably know me Well, you do know me longer than my, even my husband has. So I am, uh, 37 years old. I just actually just turned 37 on March 25th. So that's something to, to be said for, you know, having a birthday during this time. Um, (laughs) I am a wife and mother of one uh, rambunctious three-year-old girl um, who I love dearly. Um, I am a, I guess what you would classify a career woman (laughs) Uh, working in the marketing and advertising field, Um, very fast-paced sort of business. And um, I guess uh, you would say before this very outgoing (laughs) (laughs) sure Uh, which Um, which is the probably the worst part of all this right now yeah that's tough for a lot of people um uh, you know you from what i remember what i know about you from i guess before we've only kind of reconnected recently but um you're definitely more of a type a um for (laughs) sure which has got to be hard for people in this time um i'm more I, i guess i don't know i keep to myself um uh, well, I guess I don't really keep to myself. Um, no, but, but you're laid back. You're like you're pretty laid back. Um, what <laughs> did you? What? So you have? You said you have a three year old little girl, right? Yes. What did you do with her? Um, well, you said you're a career woman. Did you work outside of the home generally? Yes. So I have always been in an office environment since as long as I can remember. So I kind of fell into advertising when I was out of college I went to you know temple for film and media and and obviously that kind of type of business doesn't allow you to make roots so I fell into marketing and have been in there for about about 14 years now I want to say um so it's been yeah I've always been out of the office I've I mean out at an office um with a lot you know surrounded by people And I've worked at small agencies and I've worked at large agencies and it's just, um, it's funny because I feel like everyone always craves the work from home 
when they're in an office and then when you get it it's kind of like I could really go into the office. (laughs) Yeah, my job, um, generally, I'm a personal injury attorney, uh, defense attorney, and we have my job. My company has a pretty generous work from home policy, at least for the attorneys. Um, Essentially, if we're not at court or at some an event, you know, outside of the house, we are free to work at home. And I I still even found myself going into the office for a day or two, even when I could work from home just Mm -hmm. because. I worked for him from home for a long time. Um, what do you do with, or what did you do with um, your daughter uh, generally um, when oh, during the work week? Yeah. So she, um, she goes to a daycare or a, um, they call it actually, they call it a school of early learning, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Uh, we, we pay for that service clearly um as most people do and it's something that right now we're kind of discussing on how we're going to proceed because they're they can't operate right now and um they're trying to offer services digitally but it's a little bit hard to capture a three-year-old's attention digitally (laughs) Um, when they're not interacting with the teacher or their, you know, the other students. So, um, so she's been uh, a little crazy. (laughs) No, that's, that's, that's totally fair. We'll get into that uh, a little bit. I just kind of wanted to get a, a rundown. Of, of where they're at um, regarding your, your job. Are you um, well, first, I, I guess, it, you know, even though you said it's difficult to put down roots with a film and um, uh, what did you say? Moving film history. Yeah. I mean, if I would have pursued, I think if I would have pursued a film career, you know, whether it was behind the scenes in front of, you know, in front of the camera, whatever the case may have been, it would have been really hard to, to start a family. Cause that's a lot of travel. Okay. Um, but with marketing and advertising, it allows me to be stationary. So it kind of gives me the best of both worlds. I, I get to be stationary for most of the year. Um, but then having clients throughout the country, it allows me to travel and get away a little bit, which is kind of, I was supposed to be at a photo shoot actually in the beginning of <laughs> next month. <laughs> I was actually going to suggest that maybe the background in film and movie history, I guess the structure of film and movies gives you an idea of certainly of how to market things to people. Um, For sure. That's what we do. You probably studied how to build a solid uh, and cohesive narrative, right? Yeah, for sure. Because if it's one thing that movies do well is that it's, they target certain people. And that's all marketing yeah. is. You target the audience that you want to essentially buy your product. And then, um, you know, you go for it. You put a whole recommendation around that. And um, yeah, so <laughs> it's, uh, Are, yeah, it's very similar. Is your job, so it's, you, you said you... you had planned to be at a photo shoot. It sounds like you travel a lot. Are you generally it, your position? Is it generally um, hands-on, I guess, kind of personally interactive as opposed to just developing things and, and kind of pushing a, a, a campaign as opposed to actually meeting with the people and the clients? Yeah, there's a lot of interaction um, that I go through on a daily basis as, as you can, as you can probably tell from today when you tried to get me on the phone earlier (laughs) (laughs) and I said I had about seven people call me. Um, Yeah, it's very hands-on. It's very um, tactically driven. So I guess, uh, you know, 
in on top of developing these plans and we're saying to you know we're saying to these brands this is what you should do to get people to buy you and they say okay great now go <laughs> make that thing you know and it, and then it's it's very much being a part of that whole process of getting something like from inception to the marketplace which i and I'm not trying to jump ahead if you have a plan for this, but like nope. right now has been totally turned on its head because the marketplace is all indoors. So <laughs> it's frozen. Yeah. You know, before, and I, I guess before we get into everything that the purpose of this podcast is for, let's, I, I let's just jump into it. Um, regarding COVID-19, the, I guess the, the catalyst for me starting this thing um, when did it generally, and this is, I don't mean necessarily when it first affected you, but when do you remember it first coming to your attention, um, mm. that, that there was this odd virus? Yeah. I, so it's funny because, um, for someone who's always paying attention to what other people are doing for the most part to get them to, to take another type of action. Um, I gotta say, like, I, I remember hearing about it in bits and pieces, you know, having, unfortunately having a three-year-old kind of puts me out of the loop. Like we always do yeah. jokes when we were younger, like our parents are so uncool. They don't know about anything. And now I know why, <laughs> because they were watching our shows because, <laughs> because yeah. we totally took over the TV and they couldn't keep in touch. So, <laughs> um, so I remember hearing bits and pieces about something happening in China and it was this virus and it started, you know, there was all these conspiracy, I don't know if I should call them conspiracy theories, but there were all these theories about how it started and what's happening. Oh, no. There are conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a strong one gathering steam and any listeners feel free to look this up that Bill Gates engineered this and will soon be releasing a cure. Um, oh. Yeah. So there's <laughs> well, plenty, plenty up, of, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, it, it sort of came to my attention bits and pieces. I guess I would see stories on Reddit or, I mean, it's, it's China. It's a world away. What's yeah. that? Got to I do, do with remember me? when, when it caught my attention was when I heard about the cruise ship that wasn't okay. allowed to port. And yeah. I think that was maybe February, I want to say like the beginning of February. And I'm like, why won't they let these people come back in? And my husband kind of says, says to me are you insane? Have you not been watching like what's happening? And I'm like, I watch little baby bums like all day. <laughs> like, and, uh, and he, he started telling me about it and he's like, yeah, they don't want them to come back in. And so it's kind of cleared and it's like quarantined. And um, that's kind of when I kind of stood up and paid attention. And then from there it was like, it just blew up. It, yeah. It snowballed. Uh, that's kind of, uh, and that was, I guess sort of my next question or you led into it is, is that basically the moment when you considered this might affect your life potentially um, when you saw, yeah. Had no idea. Like I, I honestly had no idea. And I think it was a, a sort of ignorance because um, we had heard about things. I think as we were growing up, like our age group um, of like the Ebola virus and how, that was like this huge thing that was blown out of proportion. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. So yeah. it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, okay, they'll handle it. And, and 
then everything will be fine. And then the next thing you know, we're getting more news, you know, more breaking news, more presidential um, statements and more, you know, it just kept going and going and going. And it was just like, all of a sudden, I think um, when it really started hitting me as to like, it, this is going to affect me personally, wasn't really until um, they started saying stay home. Until it did. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what... I, I... That was which if sounds really selfish. I feel like when I say that, it sounds well, I mean, like I'm I'm so cool. It's never gonna bother me. Like, well, you know, everything. It's it's one of those, sometimes there's a, I forget what the term for it in sociology, and you've probably heard it that there's like problems that are so big that they're just everybody's problems as opposed mm-hmm. to my problem, and so somebody will do something about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, nobody did anything about it. Yeah. And here it is. And that was, I guess we're close. We're, we're over. Are we past three weeks or into the fourth week? I'm losing I, time. I, know. I went through it this weekend with my friends and we said we were on. So today would be day 19 for okay. most of us, I think. So we'll call that heading into third, I guess, third week for yeah. the most part. For, I, guess, um, I, I guess it all depends. <laughs> So what are your, what are your current concerns um, generally? And that's a big question. I know. So, so I had a freak out (laughs) and this is getting, this is getting personal. I had a little bit of a freak out. I think it was last week where um, we had been home for a little while. And I said, you know, I just need to go get some air. I'm not going to go anywhere in particular. I just need to take a drive took my daughter with me just to, it was a nice day. And I said, I just want to take a drive. When I saw people at the playground and like not protecting themselves. And this was already after the social distancing like order went out. And I, and I came home and I had a little bit of a freak out and I said, this isn't going to stop. This is never going to stop. We're going to be stuck here inside forever because people don't know how to listen. And it was, um, that to me was my, my biggest fear. And I've been worried that this won't stop because we've let it get too far. And we didn't, we, we were all selfish. Like I said earlier, how I was like, well, it's everybody's problem. So somebody will fix it. Um, and that that's my fear is that this we keep extending this shelter in place further and further out that there's like I'm just looking for this like little glimmer of hey we're almost there and we're okay. not I don't think we're really getting that and it's scary so that's that's my biggest fear and then my other fear is um I think I I kind of talked to you about this a little bit before which kind of prompted this was the I have a separation anxiety, but not in the traditional <laughs> sense of that word, of that phrase. Like my um, my separation anxiety has to do with, I was this woman who had a career and a family, but they were separated by a home and an office. And now I am my home and my office are blurred. My role as mother and my role as executive is blurred. 
and I'm not, I have an anxiety about it because I feel like there's no, in between that office, you know, the home to office or office to home trip, I had a little, like a half an hour train ride where I was able to just be me. You were by yourself. Yeah. And I was able to have just Monique thoughts, (laughs) not Monique advertising executive thoughts, not Monique mom thoughts, just Monique thoughts. Um, however stupid or you know whatever simple they were I don't feel like I'm getting that anymore yeah and that's where I'm like if this is going to be life from now on what does that mean again selfish but (laughs) what does that mean for just my personal mental health (laughs) yeah I I understand that the um you know like I said I, I don't uh I I can generally work from home. So it's been a while since I had to take the train in, but when I was working every day um, in center city and then coming home, I'd work long hours. I'd come home and then I would, you know, try to spend the remaining few hours of daylight with my kids and my wife. Um, It was those 20, 25 minute train rides from, you know, from, from out here in the, in Abington to Philadelphia. Um, It was just, some moments of peace and reflection. Not that I don't, you know, not that I don't love being with my family and not that I don't, um, didn't enjoy doing my job, but it's, it's hard to find any time for yourself, um, to just be who you are. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where I'm struggling because I'm, I also like, I've already said it like three times in this interview, particularly like I feel guilty about missing being alone because like I know a lot of people that would kill to have time with their family as much as we're having right now and maybe don't have that luxury because they're not in the same place or they're not you know or whatever the case or they're an essential worker and they're having to go out more and then when they come home they have to be in a separate room like because they're scared they're going to bring it home to their family and I like I struggle with beating myself up over feeling selfish because I don't, because I miss my dumb little train ride where I could be myself. And I, I think everybody, um, I think anybody who was a working person who was out of the house a lot, um, is dealing with those feelings now because, you know, you adapt to, um, you might hate being out of the house cause you're working, um, and so you basically, and I, I don't know, I'm not tra- <laughs> trained in this, but to me, it seems as though you, you come to grips with, okay, well, this is my life though. I go to work. I have to work. Yeah. I come home. I miss my kids when I'm at work and then I come home and I spend time with them. And so, okay, great. It's like the monkey's paw. Your wish is granted, yeah. right? Except you can have all the time and only all the time with your family all the time. Yes. Um, so, you know, I think that a lot of people are coming to grips with that. My wife expressed similar feelings. Um, I'm having the same feelings. You know, we all love our children and we all wish we could spend time with them. But I, <laughs> unfortunately I'm also, you know, just like you, you're still working, mm-hmm. right? I'm still working and my kids are here and my kid goes, you know, he's, I'm here. Dad's here. He's only here on the weekends. I guess we can play. Right. Yes, that's and the, no, it's not that. Yeah, 
that's the other struggle. So now I not only do I <laughs> not only do I have the guilt of of feeling like I'm complaining about it, I have the guilt of I'm here but I'm still not spending the time that I should as I'm here because I'm working or because so uh, my kid is not going to school. How should I be filling that role? How should I be filling those gaps of the things that she would be getting if she was at school? And, oh, I can't do that because I have three conference calls scheduled for, you know, this morning. And it's like, okay, well, my husband will do it. And, um, and then he has to run in, you know, to his home office at his father's, you know, to, to, to take care of some things. So then I'm here but I can't stop working and she's asking me. So it's like, I put her in front of a screen and then am I a terrible parent? Like it's, yep. Yeah. It's, it's bad enough that, you know, we're ripped from our, our normal routine, which is difficult in and of itself, but we're, 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 I guess thrust into this guilt pattern Mm -hmm. of our own making as well. I mean, you know, it's just how it is. If I wasn't, if this wasn't going on, like I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be, I wouldn't be with my kids. You wouldn't be with your kids at, you know, during the day because that's just how it is. And so, yeah, I'm having a hard time myself kind of coming to grips with that. Um, Tell me uh, what is, what is your, your husband, what does your husband do? So he's in a, he's in the, I guess you would classify him as being in the financial sector. So he is um, a financial planner and, um, Registered representative. Redacted. I'll put a flag <laughs> here. I'll bleep it out. Financial up. institution. <laughs> um, that could be any financial institution. Yeah, I know. That, well, that's why I'm kind it's of okay. general. But uh, but yeah, he. So he's been feeling it um a little bit because because he's self-employed. If he does not work, he he essentially does not make money. So um. Okay. So right now we're operating as if we are on a, a one one household income um, just to be safe in case, you know, this goes a little bit longer. I mean, that's not to say he has no income coming in, but um, there's no new income coming in, put it that way. And uh, right. so that's a little, that's different too, because um while we are more fortunate than some others and i won't complain at all about that um it is different because we're we're used to just having spare cash <laughs> sure <laughs> you know so well yeah no that's that's totally understandable and you know the size of other people's problems doesn't make ours any smaller um you know so is he home some of the time? You said he's got a, a place he can go to, or he's got a home office at his dad's. Yeah, so he's home. He's been home um, doing a wonderful job of helping me navigate the working from home. He, My um, job tends to be uh, a little more demanding um, in terms of my time and and when I'm asked to do things and deadlines and things like that. So it's a little more demanding on that front where he has kind of the flexibility to tell clients that he'll be able to call them at a certain time. And, you know, there's no kind of rush on that, but, um, yeah. 
so he's been home. He's been helping me in, immensely with uh, our daughter and kind of picking up the slack where, like I said, I feel guilty. I can't pay attention to her <laughs> throughout the yep. day. Yeah, my, my youngest, I mean, my oldest is 18, so he's doing his thing. But my youngest is like, there's like a lot of iPad time. A lot of YouTube kids that I, you know, yeah. and that's another thing. I'm like, okay, he doesn't feel like I'm neglecting him, but I'm definitely also neglecting him. And he's watching, like, he's just rotting his brain at the same time. So I don't know if I won that one or not. Um, same. Probably not. Probably. I'm probably just, it's probably the worst possible choice of those options, but. <laughs> but um, what can you do? Like, what can what I do? Can you do? And yes. I, and what can you do? Exactly. One thing that I will say that I've noticed um, about people or the public in general is that we're being kinder to each other when it comes to these types of things, because now people are understanding every aspect of it and saying like, yeah, I didn't realize I use, for instance, I used to credit, you know, if I used to criticize someone for having their kid in front of a screen in a photo or something like that, then now I'm understanding, oh, I don't know what they were struggling with that they had to put, they had to put YouTube kids on for their kid for right then, you know, and it's just like, I think people are being a little more sensitive to judge. I mean, come on, you. If you're taking a photo, you can pretend and move that thing out of the way. I at least crop it out. <laughs> exactly. But no, you're right. Crop it out. <laughs> People are, yeah, seem to be a little more understanding. There's a little more gloating of some people. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, I've seen gloating in from some teacher friends. Um, yeah. About, well, it's not so easy, is it? It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm also still working, but I'm I, right. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> hey, um, what about uh, before I kind of get further into what you're doing to cope? I want to ask, um, what about your extended family? As far as I can tell, I think some of your you, you, some of your family's a little bit far flung, a little bit uh, not so nearby. Yeah, well, so my. Um... My immediate family on my father's side is actually all relatively close now, which is good. My dad was. Oh, that's good. Yeah. My dad was in Florida for a number of years, which I I think you were probably referencing. Um, Yeah, I thought he was. So he actually, (laughs) oddly enough, he moved up when I had my daughter and I said, oh, that's what it took. Um, so (laughs) 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 So I needed to have a grandchild for you to come back. Got it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so he came back up when she was born, which was nice, but, um, he's also self-employed. There's a, there's a lot of people We're we're close, but separate right now, obviously, because everyone's kind yeah. of sticking to their own, you know, family units at this time, but we're yep. talking on social media. Um, we've had a family page set up for a number of years. So now it's just getting a little more use than it normally would, which it got a lot of use before. Cause we love like sharing things, but, um, but yeah, we're also using that to share and check in on people that aren't able to work right now and seeing if we can help them find resources and, you know, stuff for the kids and, um, everything like that so it's 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 um it's not it's nice because 
we've always on my dad's side they've always been a tight-knit group so it's just an extension like that hasn't changed which is nice um on my mom's side my mom's uh they're obviously they're separated but my mom's side is a little bit smaller so it's just more of like um you know me checking on them individually but same same tools social media yeah and that kind of stuff has been really helpful sure um so what are you doing or have you thought of what well one what are you doing to cope with your your work at home now your time at home like how are you um i guess dealing Um, with yeah it's so i gotta say it's really hard (laughs) it's the work part is the hardest part because i'm still trying to get here we are almost three weeks in and i'm still trying to get in a groove or a balance of when throughout the day can i stop for a minute and do some work with my child and then go back to work and then kind of break again you know what I mean like what's that balance and unfortunately my job like just doesn't stop and it's when I was in the office I loved it at home yeah it's it sucks (laughs) well that's it you're at 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 the office you're work money right yeah So. so it's like okay I mean, my, my kid has made um, appearances on video conferences. Um, she has <laughs> no filter. So she, you know, she's three. So it's like a lot of people are very nice about it. A lot of my clients are very nice about it um, and have heard of her or know of her. So that's, you know, it's okay. But um, yeah, yet to cope with it, I think it's just um, I've been cutting off at a certain time every day around like four o'clock and saying like, okay, now it's going to be family time until bedtime. Um, I'm going to play games with her. I'm going to tire her out. I'm going to take her outside. Like we're going to do all the things that I should have done in the other hours of the day compressed into like four hours in the day. Um, And then, and then honestly going, this is, this is the sad part is going back online when she falls asleep to finish out, my day's worth of work so there really is no separation <laughs> at all yeah <laughs> so it's just uh, yeah instead of and, that's tough yeah when i really well thanks be, for sorry. <laughs> thanks for talking to me in in your uh in your time yeah <laughs> your oh no, time. no 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 it's okay <laughs> i know no it's okay it's okay well this is you know it this is for me right now this is gonna give me some for me time and Maybe this is a Monique, uh, what would you call them? Monique thoughts, yeah. right? Is that what you call it? These are my Monique yeah. thoughts. And you're just, giving, <laughs> you're just giving me a way to put them out there. and People will have to listen to my terrible voice. <laughs> don't worry. They, they don't have to and probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. Um, have you considered, aside from, you know, you're able to, we, we talked a little bit this week and you decided and, and we worked, we marked on a time today at about four to talk. Um, have you thought about doing that for yourself? Too? Yes. So um, it was easy enough to block this time out. Um, yes. Yeah, so what, um, 
we had talked, I talked to my husband about it too, because he also needs it. Um, yeah. He, you know, we said we'll start um, rotating bath times because bath time takes generally about half an hour to an hour. So we'll give, we'll give one parent that little bit of time that gives you enough time to like catch half, you know, half an episode of Tiger King or, <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, and then, you know, after she goes to bed, we're really going to try to make an effort to like either spend some time together or if we spend time apart we you know do it that we're not working so like if I go and I say hey hun I'm just gonna you can play ps4 I will go upstairs and watch a show and fall asleep I have to make sure that I don't take my laptop with me so we're trying to yeah Yeah. we're trying to it's hard because you want you just want to when you have nothing else to do you just start working. So it's like, yep, that's, yeah, that's what I do. Um, and then also trying to give a little love to our house. Cause we're like, Hey, when sure. do we, when do we ever have this much time to like look around and say, Oh, we could fix that this weekend or we could do that this weekend or, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Have you done that? Have you fixed anything? Um, I did. I was very proud of myself because I did it all by my onesies. I fixed our front door. It was <laughs> it was uh, the handle fell off and the spring inside kind of busted. This is really boring, but the spring inside kind of busted. And I swapped out the whole handle, the lock, the cylinder, everything. Our screen door is fixed. It locks. It's great. Um, it was so, such that a small great. such a small thing, but it felt so good because it was again it was nothing that had to do with anything else that was going on in the world <laughs> right then yep um, yep and we started a garden so that's cool that's that's both uh good to i guess it's good for emotionally um uh like an emotional yeah. outlet because it lets you kind of grow things it's also potentially prudent for the end times. I was just going to say, when the zombie apocalypse comes, <laughs> we are you gotta, That's what uh, Laura was asking me, what I was, my wife, Laura, was asking me what I was growing in the basement. And I told her it's our apocalypse rations. Um, because, uh, you know, just to be safe. I was going to go with marijuana, but. <laughs> not, not yet. That's part of the rations. No, but yeah, we, we, we have, um a raised garden outside we have two we're up to two boxes now and we're gonna be uh, you know growing some essentials and yeah we of course we joke about like well when everybody else is trying to get into the supermarket with the zombies we'll be here eating our lettuce and cucumbers plenty of lettuce and cucumbers (laughs) yeah and tomatoes because they're so easy (laughs) they are and you get a lot it's a big yield for a very little bit of effort Perfect. I'm growing jalapenos, Ooh, so you can have some okay. of those. We'll yeah. barter. Uh, I'll leave it. We'll leave it at uh, like when you would exchange hostages in a movie when they both send them both to yeah. the middle. And we'll just leave our. We'll draw a big circle and leave our vegetables in the middle, and one can come get one, and then the other can yeah. get the other. Um, you got it covered. <laughs> so you're a you're kind of a social creature, right? Have you been socializing at all? Um, I hadn't. 
happen except for people at work. We've been doing video conferences. Yeah. And actually, I will commend my agency um, for a couple things. One, they were, and I don't mind saying their name because they'll probably love it. But it's, a, it's Pavone Marketing Group. Um, yes, Pavone. Pavone Marketing Group. And I will commend them because um, they identified this whole shelter in place thing before other companies did and started sending out notices for us to work from home. Um, as much as we needed to before the shelter in place order was sent out. So it was, it was nice because they were valuing their employees like anxiety about going in and taking public transportation and being exposed in that way. And they kind of got ahead of it. So I will commend them for that. Um, they've also been putting in place some kind of, we, I don't know if I can say it because the guy that came up with it said he wanted to trademark it. Then don't and don't worry about it. <laughs> Which I thought I don't know if he was joking or not, but I'm gonna leave it. But we he's been come we've been coming up with um, you know, kind of team building happy hours on Fridays. We all stop at like three o'clock and we jump on um, Google Hangouts and everyone has a beer and we kind of talk and everything. So. In that respect, yes. Um, but again, that's work, Monique. Um, so I tried to get yeah. regular Monique to socialize this weekend, and I was able to um, do a FaceTime happy hour with my two best friends from high school, and I was so happy. It, it was an incredible difference from the time before I got on that FaceTime call to the time after I got on that FaceTime call. It just felt so much better. I felt so much better. I didn't feel like I was going to cry. I didn't feel like <laughs> I didn't feel like I was jumping out of my skin. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try. We're going to try to do that more often. Yeah, we we did the same thing with my family over the weekend, and it it was um, it was really meaningful. Um, it was a, it was a distinct before and after feeling, like a pressure valve. Yeah. Um, because you said you didn't, you know, you didn't feel like crying. It almost seems like sometimes it's, it's like the tears are almost just right, like right out of just, just barely out of reach, out of reality. Um, I, I don't know what, what it is. I don't know if I'm, if I'm like what I'm feeling, if it's just concern for the world, what the future is going to look like, or just that <laughs> everything's changed so drastically so quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like I don't feel like I want to cry or break down in tears just because I'm at home, but it's just like, this is, I lived a certain life and everything I did, um, each new thing I did in life was a gradual change from the thing I did before, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, um, everything's completely different. Everything's turned on its head immediately. And you had no choice. That's right. I think that's the exactly. biggest thing is that we all had no choice. It was like you either do this or you're in trouble. Like you could be in trouble. You could it's a it's it's a matter of life or death in some cases. So I I want to be very clear like when when we say that we want to cry or when people say that they want to cry it's deeper than just having to be at home. Like Yes, it's definitely deeper. And I don't think anyone would just cry from being at home or being, con you know, I mean, 
being confined is different I, um, than just being at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm still so I I will uh, generally I go for a run for exercise, mm-hmm. right? And and today I I there was a big sign on Abington Hospital that some of my neighbors had created and it said um you are all our heroes or something like that. And like, I had to stop for a second. I was, I, I got a little overwhelmed because I'm like, what world am I living in where we're like, all I see is constant reminders that healthcare workers are um, doing the work of mm-hmm. heroes more than they normally do. Like we don't shout it. Great. We need doctors. We need nurses. We need PAs um, all that. But it's not like you guys are fighting a war and it's that kind of drastic change that I think is I, I'm still, I, I'm processing. I don't know if that's, it's probably just a processing error that I'm dealing with. Um, I don't know if that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. I don't, there's certain things that we, there's a lot of things that we, there are a lot of things that we took for granted before this happened. And, um, I think every generation goes through one of those pivotal moments to say, Hey, maybe I should be a little more grateful or maybe I should pay attention more or maybe, you know, this, that, whatever it is um, personally that they want to achieve. Every generation goes through it. I think this is ours. Um, Seems unfair. We already had nine. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. What the, (laughs) That's true. No, that is very true. But I think, um, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we needed, maybe we doubly needed a, a lesson or something. Um, maybe. In, in graciousness um, or, or uh, gratitude. I, I am seeing a lot of that, though. There's a lot of people, like, realizing that, oh, um, it turns out it wasn't the owner of Amazon that mattered so much as it was the people putting the packages together. Yeah. Right. Um, the person who the mailman or UPS guy who takes the stuff to my door. Um, so it, it's kind of nice to see that. And I hope it continues once this all blows over that we continue to remember how important these people are to our lives. Um, so what about, um, I just want to ask you, oh, do you know, um, do you know anybody who has been personally diagnosed or anything like that yet? So I have um, a very close friend who um, shared with me that she was exhibiting symptoms and had been tested. I am actually going to call her after this and just check on her and see how she's doing Um, because the testing that... um, that she was able to get was not one of the ones that they currently have that give you the results within minutes. So she had to wait, um, I think around 48 hours they told her, which is still pretty fast, but for something like this, it's like nail bite air. Right. So, um, so I can't say that, yes, I know someone personally affected. I can say it's scary as hell to think, that I know someone that's personally affected, especially someone who's so I'm so close with and I'm, I care so dearly for. Um, so I, I'm just, you know, praying that she doesn't have it and everything's okay. She's already said she's been checking yeah. in with her. She's already said she's feeling a little better. So she's 
thinking like, okay. nope, I don't have it. I don't have it. So, um, I guess we'll see, but I'm, I'm sure, I mean, the scariest, another scary thing about this thing is that anybody could have it and never show symptoms. Um, yep. which tell me, I mean, I don't know if you watch the walking dead, but tell me if that doesn't sound like the walking dead. <laughs> It does. It's it's the person unknowingly <laughs> carrying it. It's the person who's got that bite, but it, like keeps it covered under yeah, long sleeves. It, <laughs> not to, I, I'm definitely not trying to make light of the situation, but that was like one of those parallels that you're just like you can't ignore, and it's just like, come on, yep. man. No, it's I always it's 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 so much easier to you know deal with something when you can make a little levity. Yeah. Um. It. If we thought this was hilarious, we probably I probably wouldn't have this right. podcast. No, and I, you know, <laughs> I think I think this podcast is great. I hope you get a lot of people speaking about their personal experiences and um, that it gets shared because that's all we are doing right now is saying we're in this together. We're in this together. We're in this together, and we're doing it kind of superficially on social media, right? But sure. this gives you a deeper look into someone's feelings and fears and um, if they're comfortable with expressing that. And for the people that aren't comfortable with expressing it, they can at least listen to it and take a little comfort in knowing that truly there are other people in this together. Like, Yeah. Even if you didn't, you know, if people are uncomfortable expressing these same fears or feelings that you at least know, Oh, other people are having that same thing. They're having, they're having these same problems. I'm not alone. Um, and that's what I, you know, that's, that's really my goal here. Like you said, is to, uh, like you said, is to um, just explain to people that we're not yeah. alone here. Um, so has this in any way been a mixed blessing for you? Um, it's okay if it hasn't, it could be all I... terrible. <laughs> Uh, the, the one thing I'll say is, and it's a double-edged sword is being home has been a blessing just to watch my daughter every day and see how she's changing day by day by day, which is something that I didn't get before. But, but we talked about all the struggles that goes with that too. But, um, but I for sure would say it's a blessing in that regard to just be able to spend time with my family and see that they're safe. Um, have you learned anything about yourself or one of your loved ones? My husband's gross. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. People are learning. Ex- people are in ex- are learning exactly how strong I mean, their marriage is. <laughs> I literally asked for last night. I said, "Could you bring me up a glass of wine?" I was just sitting in bed. I was being lazy. And I said, "Could you bring me up a glass of wine?" And he somehow filled the sink full of dishes just getting me a glass of wine. I don't, I don't know. That's incredible. Yeah, it's uncanny. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not it's even just, mad. It's like yeah. it's this incredible ability he has to just keep filling the damn sink up with dishes. <laughs> 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 He's going to kill me when he hears that on the podcast because I'm going to send it to him. But, That's but all right. no, no, no. But um, have I learned anything? Um. He is he is my calm in the storm. 
he is the one that is keeping me level and he is the one that is like letting me have my little outbursts of stress and and you know crying if I have to and saying like the world's never going to be the same it's going to end up like the handmaid's tale they're going to harvest me for my ovaries like uh (laughs) I watch too much stuff but (laughs) no that's fair that's that's accurate that's a that's you should be concerned um and he kind of sits there and he listens to me and he nods his head and then he just comes over and hugs me and says like we're gonna be okay and it's not a superficial we're gonna be okay he means it and I feel it and it's good like that is he has this incredible calming effect that I did not know he had before I thought he could only piss me off, but it turns out he can actually make me See? calm too. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything about yourself um, so far? Well, actually, I'm going to strike that because you told me you, you've already learned that you have a separate Monique that yeah. you hold dearly. Uh, yeah. Monique thoughts. Um, anything else? Um, you can fix a doorknob. I can definitely fix the doorknob. <laughs> Um, no, I think, I mean, I think I'd like to think of myself as pretty self-aware going into this. So soon as it happened, I knew I was going to struggle because of how much I like my separation and how much I like, uh, being among people. Um, and the one thing that I, I guess the one thing I learned about myself was, um, the one thing I learned about myself was how much I actually take for granted, like just being able to walk outside and, and interact with people. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something I took for granted. And yeah, I would say that's what I learned about myself. I, I took too many things for granted and I will think twice when uh, a friend offers to go have a drink and I just don't feel like it, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think I think I'll do the same. Um, so before I, uh, I get to, I guess, closing, I guess my last question, but is there anything else you wanted to mention before um, we wrap up? Anything else you wanted me to talk about or ask you about? Um, no, not really. I think we, w- we went through a lot. This was good. I can't believe an, almost an hour went by. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, went by really quickly, by, didn't you're it? You're very easy to talk to. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, tell your friends. I am. Um, no, th- I think, like I said, I think what you're doing is great. And I really hope more people start to tune in and listen. And of course, I'm going to try to push it out, not just my episode, but like, I'm going to try to push it out for you a little bit. And maybe that's just the, that's the marketing Monique and me, but, um, but I think what you're doing is good. And I think more people need to to hear these stories and, um, and share them too. Um, well, thank you. Do you have any, uh, any advice or any parting thought you would offer to the listeners moving forward? Um, stop a minute each day and just don't do anything. Too often we think that if we're sitting down and we're here and we're not jumping from one activity to the next, to the next, to the next, 
that we don't have value. And I think to maintain some semblance of who you were before this happened or some semblance of uh, sanity, um, you kind of need to just slow down and not worry about what you need to do next. Just be because there's going to be a time where everything picks back up and you're going to we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to be like, Hey, remember that time where we were sheltered in place? That was nice. And yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Too often we're worried about, uh, you know, the, the, you, you sit down on the couch for a few hours on a Saturday and you start saying, well, I wasn't productive at all. The day didn't go by or the day went. I, I lost the whole morning and I didn't do mm-hmm. a thing. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to try, this is probably going to get difficult for me going forward, but I would try to offer something every episode. But um, I, I guess I would say in line with what you've been struggling with is, um, you know, try to find some time for yourself. Um, if anybody recalls the magnum opus of Jim Carrey's career, the mask, um, there's a line in there that we all wear masks, Mr. Ipkiss, metaphorically speaking, uh, which is that we all have faces we put on. We all have different, I guess, um, mindsets. And, you know, for parents who are struggling with spending time with their kids, try to remember that there is no bedtime anymore. You don't have to get them to bed to make sure they wake up early. Mm-hmm. There's nothing anymore. So spend time after. Let them stay up late. Let, you know, make up that time later. What are you, what are you going to bed early for? What do you, who cares? Um, there's no, not going to be any time again for the rest of our lives where we have this lack of structure. So use it to the best you can and um, spend every waking minute you can awake and alert. Well, I don't know. No, that's probably dumb, but that's no, what I I'm like settling that. on. I like that. <laughs> um, um, anything else, Monique, before I let uh, you go? No, I am, I am okay. good. This was very, well, that's, very therapeutic yeah that was probably (laughs) enough well thanks monique um i will talk to you soon i thank you so much for being here and talking to me um this is an hour of your time i really really appreciate it um if i uh, if i continue going and i'm ever in need of another guest i'll call you up and uh, have you on again (laughs) all right well take care of yourself and that baby and your husband and and good luck with work and everything um and i'll be in touch and i'll talk to you soon okay say hi to laura (laughs) thank you we'll do thank you monique thanks again for listening I may put this out more often than once a week as previously planned I think it might help me keep current in this really fast moving situation if anybody has any thoughts or wants to be a guest on the show please feel free to reach out to me at mwslag at gmail.com or by phone or Facebook if you have that information I'll probably start a Twitter and a new email just for the podcast but that'll do for now Again, please contact me if you'd like to talk to someone. If you want to talk to me, I want to talk to you.